Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Idiothead.com morning show. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam Talley, the head of Idiot Head. I'm the head idiot of Idiothead.com, which is my website for my old band. Now it just kind of houses everything I have, and that's why they call it the Idiot Head Morning Show. Hey, hey. That was uh, Nirvana, and I play that for a couple different reasons, because... Number one, I got the Nirvana and Unero box set, finally, that I pre-ordered back in August. It uh, came with big book and recreations of posters and backstage passes and tickets and things, and then all of a sudden, a, you know, uh, the, the re- album remastered with ex- bonus tracks, which have already been released, but they're from the same sessions. And then four CDs of a, live, a couple live shows, one from L.A., one from Seattle, and uh, one from uh, some various tracks from Rome and a couple other places, uh, which I think Rome was their last show. So, uh, you know, kind of neat. The other reason I play it is because last night I saw a Nirvana tribute band live. And that was fun. For the most part. I'll do a review of that right quick. Before I start that, though... I was trying to record this a second ago, and my cat was trying to crawl across something, and I kind of shushed her down like I always do, because as soon as I get to the desk, she wants to hop up here and get into my business. And I did, and she got caught on something, and she started freaking out, and I had to pick her up and move her, and then she bit the shit out of my finger, and it really stings and hurts. I've since, I'm I'm recording over that audio, because otherwise you'd be hearing, Ugh, that was scary. A little scary. So I'm a little weirded out right now. And, and I've given the cats treats so they'll calm down. But they're kind of sniffing at each other. Like, what's going on? What's Why are you okay? The cat's okay. She's okay. Just still, it's a little... Ugh. Cats. Especially this one. She's been in a pain in my butt all morning. My cat, Lily. She wakes me up constantly. And it drives me nuts. So, I don't know. Oh, well. Whatever. Never mind. <laughs> So yeah, I saw this band called Smells Like Nirvana last night, and I've been wanting to see them for a while. They played over in Muskegon, Michigan, and I wanted to go, but I didn't make it. They played over in Dearborn. I couldn't go, couldn't go, couldn't find anybody to go with me. But finally, uh, they came to Lansing here. Then a new uh, smaller club venue opened up in downtown Lansing, right next to my comic shop, actually. And so I decided to go. And uh, the, they, the guys that do it, have their original band called Dead Original and they opened up and they played a few of their songs. You know, I don't know the songs. I, I couldn't really hear the vocals. The mix wasn't that great. Then they came out as Nirvana and I was really looking forward to it because, you know, I never got to see Nirvana live. I was just a hair too young to have gone because, uh, you know, after 1994, obviously, they're not together anymore for various reasons. 
so this would have been it was it was really cool. My review of the show was it was okay. I'd say of all the concerts I've been to, it was kind of not my favorite, to be honest with you. They, first of all, I would say that the song structure, all the songs, were not a good order. Like, they came out to, on a plane, and then played All Apologies, and then uh, Heart Shaped Box. It just, you know, when you do a concert, you got to come out banging, and then you kick it up a notch, and then you bring it down a little bit, and that's what you do. It didn't seem like they had the songs all that well balanced. And it seemed like also they weren't really into the personas of playing the characters. Uh, the dude kind of looks like Kurt, and he had a, a, a flannel on. He has the long blonde hair and stuff like that. But And he's, he's playing a Jagstang, which, or the or not the Jagstang, uh, the Mustang or, or the Jaguar. And those guitars are notoriously hard to stay in tune. And his vocals were a little off, too. So, but, you know, hey, tribute band, what do you want? And it's not like they were, they were there, you know, the actual Nirvana. But it was fun fun to go. And it, But I think the biggest part of it was is that <laughs> I'm starting to realize my age and that uh, my feet really hurt bad, my back hurt bad. We left about maybe four or five songs left in the set. And, and I'll tell you, all the songs I heard, all of them were off Nevermind and, and In Utero, which I wanted to hear a lot of In Utero, but um, I was kind of hoping they'd sprinkle, you know, a bleach or an incesticide in there, you know. But not so much. That's okay. That's all right. But they play, he played Penny Royalty by, by himself. I'm not saying I'd do a better job. I'm just saying I don't think it was the best thing. But the band was having fun, and I'd recommend go seeing them. You know, I think it was their second show of this new tour they're doing. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't have massive expect expectations for it, but you know, it's fun. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I can't really give it a full proper review because, truthfully, I did leave. I did buy one of their ba- albums though the, of their original band because you know. You gotta support. You gotta support the art. But not not my favorite show. I've often thought about putting on my own grunge era tribute band. I don't think I could sing it though. I don't think I'd be very good at it. I don't really sing as well as much as I can imitate, and that's that's all two different, completely different things. So, but uh, I I don't know. I can only tell you what I would do. And what I was looking for. But they played a couple songs in the middle. Like, I know they played um, Breed. And that turned out really nice, what they did with that. I wish it would have been more high energy like that. But most of it was kind of laid back and goofy. I don't know. They were having fun. I don't want to judge them too harshly. I'm just saying, eh, I'm going on and on. Anyway, go see them. <laughs> Smells like Nirvana.com. I'm sure they're great. The bass player was kicking ass, and the drummer put on a really good solo. You know, good stuff. I keep having to pause, and I'm a little distracted because my poor cat. <laughs> she's walking around cautiously. She's all freaked out. So I'm trying to make sure everything's okay, and these other two cats don't antagonize her too much. They're looking at her like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Man, it was a weird, weird situation. But I cut the audio out, so you guys won't be able to hear about it. 
except for me. Unless they get ready to fight here behind me while I'm talking, I won't cut that out, but we'll see. <sighs> what else is going on in pop culture, folks, before I get into the big subject? There was a new Ghostbusters trailer. Huh? What a surprise that was. I didn't know they had that much filmed already. And then in the trailer, spoilers, there's the original three Ghostbusters show up. Huh, cool. I don't know how much they'll be in it, but they're there. Interesting. They even got Bill Murray to come back and do something. Interesting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It seems like they're going for uh, you know a completely different di- direction and telling a, a different story. Sounds interesting. It looks good. I don't know. I'm excited. Out of all things Ghostbusters, so fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go, baby. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> I am feeling old that I had to leave a concert early because my back and my feet hurt. <laughs> and especially when it was a tribute to one of my top five favorite bands of all time. I just feel a little weird about it. Plus, I just, I don't know. I wasn't having that great of a time. I was really tired. I don't feel like I have much energy anymore. I've been beating myself up about that. I think last time we talked, I, I, I had a whole bunch of discussion about how I don't have a routine and how I'm tired. Well, the day after that, I penciled six pages. <laughs> it's it, I have to like put myself through this horrible process of being like, wow, you suck and you can't do it anymore. And then the next day, you're like, no, I have to. And then you, you do... A bunch of work. Let's see. So I did an 11 by 17 commission pencils. I did three pages for a client commission pencils. And then I did a two-page bonus story for Patreon. And then I did another drawing for someone. So six pages of stuff. So now I got stuff to ink today. And uh, I got a color flat gig. I'm working on page three and four right now. I got paid for it. So cool. Nice, you know, nice. I've got my head in the game a little bit, which is good. But uh, I was kind of trying to think of, you know, when you, when you're beating yourself up, you got to stop and and think about the things you're grateful for, and you also got to think about your accomplishments. And so I don't. I was on this head trip of thinking, how many comic pages have I drawn and published? And so I added them all up, at least the ones I can remember, and estimating a couple. Of the ones that I have drawn, penciled and inked, and published in some way, I have drawn and published over 2,225 pages of comic art in my life. That's a fuck ton of comics, man. That's an average of 74 pages a year for over 30 years. Not bad. You know? Not bad. Um... I've also estimated that I've drawn maybe around 500 pages that have never seen the light of day. Either never will see the light of day, uh, projects I started and then abandoned, or projects that I started but I haven't finished yet. So I'm almost up to 3,000 pages. That's almost 100 pages a, day, uh, a year for my 30 years in comics. Pretty fucking cool. So... I don't know why I'm beating myself up so bad. Now, you know, probably about a hundred and, or maybe a thousand, 
1999 pages of those I would I would take back maybe <laughs> I'd love to redraw them but you know I, I heard somewhere a long time ago that you got a thousand bad drawings in you once you get those out you'll start doing the good ones so I've gotten over 2,000 bad drawings out of me so hopefully the good ones are coming now uh, you know your, your mileage may vary on that but <clears throat> one of the things I, I thought about when I was talking about these things and I, I can't remember I came across the question of what are the five things you would love to work on as an artist now taking out you know routine and habits and all that stuff talk about the five things in the drawings that I would love to get better at or work on and I, I, I thought about it and I thought about it and I wrote them down <clears throat> let's, let's, let's go through it and I'll be honest with you about how I feel about my own work and maybe if you're an artist out there, <clears throat> you can start to think about your own work and the things that you want to work on. Maybe come up with your own top five and start finding ways to, to fix it. So my number one thing that I need to work on, and again, if you, if you follow my work, you probably think, oh my God, I wish he would work on this. You might be right, but this is just to me. My number one is coloring. Honestly, I hate coloring i hate it i think my work looks better in black and white and i think i'm going to explore that in a couple projects in the future i almost wish pleasant life was black and white but i've I put out a survey a long time ago like okay should it look like the old comics black and white or should it be color and everybody resoundingly wants color i think color comics in general tend to get more attention but I, my colors and a friend of mine told me this, and it's probably true, is that my colors are like right out of the paint bucket. Like red is red, blue is blue, yellow is yellow. And I've tried to play around with the the hue saturations and stuff, and I, you know, sometimes I'll get some nice effects, but I don't have it in me to color everything of a, a hue of purple and get it all to make it make sense. You know what I mean? I just don't have that. I don't have color theory. I mean, even I majored in two-dimensional painting and drawing. I, I don't know for some reason it just doesn't it doesn't click with me. I've got a folder that I've started to look at other color things and uh, other colorist stuff that I like, and try to mimic their colors a little bit and get just get better at it. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on watching more YouTube videos about coloring. I mean, there's, there's got to be a plethora of them out there. I'm real basic in how I color. What I do is I, I draw still on, a, on traditional paper, 11 by 17. I shrink it down, take it into Photoshop, clean it up a little bit, redraw my borders, make sure everything's uniform, digitally fix up some mistakes and things. And then I, I copy the whole thing and I paste it on a new layer. I paste a layer below it and I put it on multiply. And then I color on that that layer. I don't do flats. Recently, I got hired to do work as a flatter, and they told me you have to put a full color all throughout the panel, so that everything's there. Me, I was just going in and just coloring the things. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I fucking hate coloring. I hate it. But I bought an iPad a couple of years ago to uh, get better at it. 
Because to, to be chained to the desk is one thing, you know. Uh, I wanted the, the option to take it with me and color as I could, you know, and also sit in a comfier chair as I could. So I'm committed to the idea that i got to get better at it. So bear with me. Number two, my hands. I think I've gotten better over the years, but hands is always a very tough thing for any artist to draw. And I still feel like I, I rush them. You know, I get right through them. And then when I scan my art, I realize that some of my fingers have a weird point on one end of them, you know, or one finger is longer than it should be. Uh, and also the junction between the thumb, uh, the palm and the thumb to the thumb itself in relation to the rest of the hand just seems to be a bit wonky and usually I have to go in there and digitally fix it. It's something I don't see until I scan it, you know. So I need to get better at hands, and that'll come with time. Number three, distorted heads. This is something I had for a long time that I didn't know that I had until a reviewer brought it up on a podcast once. I submitted to them one of my comics, and they, they reviewed it, and they gave me a lot of good notes. And one of the things they said was, his head's always tilt up to the upper right. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And so I looked at the pages, it still didn't look right, or it still looked okay. So what I started doing was I'd take my pages and I'd flip them horizontally in Photoshop, and I'd notice right away my heads look like they're drawn to the upper right, you know, kind of like in a curve, like a schwa. And so I would have to select the head and then uh, distort it down to make it make sense. And so that's become a practice I do for the last, I don't know, uh, eight years or so. Is on my originals, the art, the head looks a little weird. But I think it's just my right brain tends to drift to the upper right. And I notice that sometimes when I, when I draw, my, the eye, the right eye and the right eyebrow seems to be a little higher. Also, sometimes the shoulders tends to be a little higher than the other shoulder. <clears throat> sometimes what I'll do is I'll take my page and I'll flip it upside down while I'm drawing my initial pencils just to make sure that everything seems to make sense and sometimes I get it right but then sometimes when I take it into Photoshop and I flip it horizontally the head looks weird so I have to distort it down so that's something always to be working on and sometimes my ears don't match the other one or uh, there's a rule where like the top of the ear hits the the eye and the bottom of the ear hits the mouth sometimes I don't do that but a lot of the comics that, that I am inspired by and I imitate <clears throat> don't really have those hard and fast rules you can just kind of draw ears as they are like kind of cartoony I, I float between a realistic style and a cartoony style so it's it's hard to mesh them sometimes I haven't like came out with my own unique thing other than the feel of the comic. So that's something maybe bonus to work on. Number four, anchoring object slash panel. This is something I've always done in, since the 90s, where there's like one image that kind of makes the page, and then the rest of the images around it uh, service that anchored object. <clears throat> 
Whereas, you know, like, for example, you don't... Okay, take Watchmen. Very static, nine-panel grid. Very basic. And it's stylized that way on purpose. But if you watch, if you read, like, uh, I don't know, say, like, a Rob Liefeld 90s comic, there's usually, like, one panel in the middle with, like, badass character, and there's a couple headshots on the top, maybe some other action stuff on the bottom. I tend to like the 90s feel, so I'm going to stick with that. But I just feel like my anchoring objects in the panels need to be a little better. I feel like I can be more with it. And I think that kind of leads into number five, which is dynamic. I need to be a little more dynamic in my choices. In uh, not only layout, but um, angle. I think sometimes I nail it, but I want every page to look like that. I want every page to be like, wow, wow, wow. I recently got a couple comics from a guy named Tim Vigil called, um, what's it called, Gothic Knights. It's a two-issue miniseries, and they're kind of hard to find. They're like, I think issue one's maybe 20 bucks, and issue two is maybe 80 bucks. but I happened to find them on a pretty good discount. And they're black and white, just ink, and they're amazing. Hyper-detailed, Bernie Wrightson-ish type of stuff. Holy crap. That's kind of where I, where I want to head. I want hyper-detail. If you've noticed in the last few years, I've really been bumping up my my panel backgrounds. I don't bullshit my backgrounds. I've been I've been looking up to people like George Perez, and uh, you know Bernie Wrightson and these these folks to just like go in there and have fun and play. That's where you're having. That's where you enjoy drawing the comics. Like for me to make the early decisions of where a character is and what room they're in and all that stuff. That stuff to me isn't as fun as okay, now they're there, now what's in the room? What makes it look like they belong there? What makes them, the room look like it's been lived in? What can you tell in the room that they live in or what the clothes they're wearing or whatever about them, their personality? That's the fun stuff. I like to make the potatoes of the page. Um, and sometimes, you know, to get to those things, I sometimes sacrifice the essentials of, hey, this character needs to look appealing. So... <laughs> Uh, in my my layouts, I need to think about that first. So that's a whole bunch of stuff that I feel like I need to personally work on. If you out there see something in my work and you're like, you know, I, I think he's missing this, or I'd like to see him work on this or address on this, you know, be a, by all means, email me, phymns at yahoo.com, or message me wherever on the socials and say, hey, I listen to your podcast, it's great. Hey, maybe this too, you know, and really make me think about it because I, I, I want to improve. I want to get better. Next year's 30 years. That doesn't mean, and I've drawn, you know, over 22, 25 pages, uh, uh, 2,225 pages. It doesn't mean I'm God. <laughs> it still means I've always got room for improvement. And considering that I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life, I, you know, I want to, uh, I always want to be striving toward being the better version of myself. So, And how about you? What stuff can you improve? Maybe take a long, or long look and ask yourself. I have friends that I email and I trust to tell me the truth. 
because most of the time you're going to show your work to people like family and stuff and they're going to be like, oh you're you're awesome you're the best you're the greatest but then you might have some friends that are like you know you're doing good but you know I'd, I'd look at this and I'd look at that and I'd look at this and in my early early days I used to get mad at those people like why are they why aren't they supporting me what the hell's the problem blah 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 well they suck too and no 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 but now you know in the last you know 15 years I've kind of come to a place of like hey, at least they, they are being honest with me. If they didn't care, they'd just puff smoke up my ass and be like, yeah, whatever, you're doing good, you're fine. But if they take the time to say, you know, I don't know, man, your eyes, there's, there's something with them, I don't like them, or yeah, your hands kind of need work, or well, your coloring isn't the best. Here's some, here's some things that maybe you should look at. I think you'd be really good if you do this or that. Those kind of people, you want to keep in your life, and you want to listen to them doesn't mean you have to take their advice doesn't mean they're they always right because i mean everybody's sort of subjective stuff that appeals to me might not appeal to you know jim over there or, or harry or sarah you kind of have to take everything together as sort of a a mishmash of you know you take everything with a grain of salt is what i'm saying uh, keep yourself in it don't always be like oh i gotta change this now i gotta change this now i gotta change this keep yourself well you know i don't think they they dig on what i'm trying to do but again if you hear the same thing over and over from multiple people maybe there's something there to look at because obviously maybe you're you're ignoring something yeah we're all trying to get better right (laughs) and this was my top five things i want to work on as an artist make up your own top five folks and if you're not an artist make up a top five about things you want to improve in your life We could talk about that maybe next time, too. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Anyway, I'm going to go make sure my cats are okay. Peace and love. And uh, (laughs) go see a tribute band if you can. (laughs) Peace and love, everybody. Take care. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.